The first creed was one that was said by the people of Israel after God had led them out of slavery in Egypt. While still in the wilderness, God gave Moses instructions to tell the people, you need to say these words every day because you are entering into a land with other gods. And you need to know they're not gods. You need to know there is only one God. You are entering into a land where people will tell you that there's a certain way of living that will bring you joy and happiness. And I am here to tell you it's through God that you know life. And so Moses teaches the people to say that there is only one God. Hear now the creed that is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Israel, listen, our God is the Lord and only, only the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your being, and all your strength. These words that I am commanding you today must always be on your minds. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are sitting around your house and when you're out and about, when you are lying down and when you are getting up. Tie them on your hand as a sign. They should be on your forehead as a symbol. Write them on your house's door frames and on your city's gates. Jesus is the word of God for all people. Thanks be to God. wonder what sort of tale we have fallen into is the question that Sam asks Frodo in the stories of the Lord of the Rings. What kind of story are we part of? Because as Sam and Frodo adventure onto Mordor to destroy the ring and bring safety and peace to all people, they begin to question whether these two two hobbits have what it takes. What it takes. Sam remembers stories that are boring stories and kind of wishes he were part of a boring story. Maybe you've heard some boring stories and wished that at times that your life was a little bit more boring. But this seems to be like one of the old adventures. And by keeping on, keeping on, these adventurers, these heroes of the past made their way into a life so much more, so much more than anyone had expected. Adventures. Sam says, I used to wish that I could be a hero in adventure. I wish, wish, wish I could be a hero in adventure, but now I don't wish it. Now I don't wish it, he says. I expect they had lots of chances to turn back, but they kept on, kept on. I wonder what kind of a tale we have fallen into. What kind of a tale have we fallen into? If you've ever gotten into your car expecting it to start, turn the key, and nothing happens, you wonder, what kind of day is this going to be? What kind of day is this going to be when it seems like you cannot please anyone, that the boss is not pleased, you can't please your parents or your mom or your, you can't talk like nothing you can do will make a difference. And, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe you wonder in these moments, what kind of story am I in? What's this day going to be like? 
Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could choose the day, choose the story that we will be part of instead of like Sam and Frodo wondering what kind of story they have landed into, found themselves in. If you could choose the story, what story would you choose? And that is the Apostles' Creed. The story we choose in our baptism. The story we choose when, when we are placed water, water on our heads. The story we choose when someone pours water and when we're dunked in the stream. It is the story of God, the Father who created. It is the story of Jesus, the Son who died and was born again. It is the story of a Holy Spirit that continues to be with us and God continuing to work in this world because the story has not ended. And that is the story that not we fall into, we choose. Oh, it may be seeming like when we baptize a baby, we're placing the baby in the story. But at some point in the confirmation, they're asked, do you choose this for yourself? Do you choose this as your story for you to trust in this God? The story that the Israelites told of one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, is a story not just of, of, a, of a reason and ideas about there only being one God, but it is the story of a God who cares, who hears the cry of the Israelites and pull them out of Egypt, make a way for them to know freedom. And every day when they tell that story, when they say it in the morning prayers and in the evening prayers, they are choosing to remember that they are God's people. They write this on this, this doorpost. They put little, little scrolls on their doorposts. They, they write it on, on parchment that they place on their arms. They, they write it in places on the gates of the door so that in and out they are reminded, this is my story. This is who I am. I am a child of God. And my God is a God who cares. That is also our Apostles' Creed. The story of God and us trying to understand God in new ways through the ages. It is the story of Israel. Our story comes out of the story of Israel, a God who creates, a God who leads, a God who says there is only one God. And, and when you go into Babylon and they tell you that, that their God Marduk is so much stronger than whatever God you profess in and you should just kneel and bow and, and just give up hope, you remember your story every time you say the Lord is one you remember your story to love God with your heart and your soul more than the, the, the perfect life, the perfect job. You remember, you remember when you say that creed as people of Israel. But then, then some people started talking about Jesus in a way that Sounded like he was God, too. Did that mean there were two gods? A father and a son? 
These were people who over and over every day say the Lord is one. Every time they go in or out, they are reminded there is only one God. And yet, and yet they hear story of this Jesus and, and people talk about him and use the, the word Lord, Adonai, which is the, the word that you use when you're saying that the name of God in scripture and out of awe and reverence instead of saying YHWH, that unpronounceable name. You say, Adonai, Lord, and that's what they're using to talk about Jesus. And then they start talking about this Holy Spirit as though God is is a third person, a spirit. And yet, and yet God is one. In baptism, the early church did just as Jesus had instructed. They went out and they baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and they did it three times. They would say, do you believe in God the Father? Yes, dunk. Do you believe in God the Son? Yes, dunk. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, dunk. They made sure that they baptized in the name of all three. So funny, though, in some places, they started to add things when people were baptized. They would add things like, like in, in one church, they, they talked about how not only do we believe in, we trust in God the Father and, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, but we see God working in the church. And we see, we know forgiveness of sins. And, 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 and one preacher said, well, these are the five loaves of bread. Just like when Jesus filled the multitude with five loaves and two fishes, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the, the church, and the, and the forgiveness. And this is, this is the core, the nutrition, the, the food that we eat. And in that church, when they started that third part, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Well, they said, and the church, and the, and the, and the, and the, um, and the forgiveness of sins. And then they started, do you believe in that too? Do you, do you trust in that too? Do you trust in that too? More than a, more than a head knowledge. Credo. Credo. Heart, I trust my heart to. I trust my heart to this God, the Father. I trust my heart, my life to Jesus. I trust my heart to the Holy Spirit. The first version of the creed that we have is is Justin Martyr talking about, he's asked, what do you believe in? What do Christians believe in? And, And what he says is, well, when we're baptized, we say we believe in God the Father. And we believe in Jesus Christ. And we believe in the Holy Spirit who directed the apostles to tell about the coming Messiah. That was what they understood about the Holy Spirit. That this was the one who through the ages had been working and pointing toward Jesus. Other churches started to add words about who Jesus was. Other churches started to add words about how this was the one, this one's the one who was born of Mary and and suffered under Pontius Pilate. Born in 
and suffered like a real person, a physical person. Because there were, I don't know, Donatists, people who would argue, well, God wouldn't really suffer. God can't really suffer. God is internal and unchangeable, and something eternal and unchangeable can't suffer. It just seemed like God suffered when God was Jesus. It just appeared like he died. It just appeared like he was born, and and it was God faking us out. That didn't fly. That didn't fly in those early churches. They said, no, no. God really came in the flesh. God really did walk among us. God was really born. God really experienced life. That is, that's who we know God to be. And so the creed began to tell the story of Jesus. Tell the story of Jesus, not just... Not just that Jesus exists, Jesus exists. So many disagreements, so much fighting in that early church about who God was. And sometimes, sometimes it resolved itself. In the creed, the words people would say when they were baptized, you believe in the Holy Spirit, the communion of saints, yes, dunk. Because God is working through forgiveness and through breaking barriers to people. Do you believe that he, he uh, resurrected from the dead? Yes, dunk. Because God is the author and bringer of life. God was the first of those born. Do you believe in the resurrection of the body? Yes, dunk. Because, because I trust in, I give my heart to the one, the one who I know, I know will be there every moment of this life and, and when this life is said and done, will be with me in the next, bringing life, bringing life. They wrestled with this idea of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three people. In relationship, father and son, they're related. You can't have a father and son who are the same person. Father and son, they're related. And Holy Spirit and and community that is Trinity, three in one, one in three. Such a great mystery. They use the word dance to talk about father, son, and Holy Spirit. They're not the same, but they move together. It's like they dance together. They know one another so well. It's like a couple that finish one another's sentences. They know one another so well that they move together. They are so alike and yet distinct and loving one another. Perichoresis, a dance, a trinity, And in this Apostles' Creed, we read of a community of saints, and I just want to say, say, well, duh. Well, duh. 
created in the image of God, well, that means we're created as the image of a community. We are most like God when we love one another. We are most like God when we give ourselves like a God, a three-in-one who is so loving and caring that just that love overflows into a people, a people who are made in that image. Enough love, not just for the three, but for a creation, a people. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, relationships within a community. How did you learn the story that we tell every baptism of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? How did you hear? It started with a relationship, I'd be inclined to say. I know very few people who knew nothing about God and found a Bible in a hotel room and trusted their whole lives to what they found there. But I know a lot of people that a Sunday school teacher or grandparent said, this is the story of a God who loves you. And, and, and they could sense the love of God because of the love of that person speaking to them, loving them so much, they want them to know the story too. Out of a relationship, maybe it was someone who told you about God and how God was part of their life, and that's what encouraged you for the first time to, to consider to consider a relationship with God yourself. Maybe you heard a story. They didn't try to convince you with, with facts and theories. They said, this is where I was. I was hurting, and no one, no one was there, and all of a sudden I knew. I knew God was there. It was the Holy Spirit that keeps working today. The Holy Spirit that keeps working today. They were arguing about this, arguing about this, and Augustine finally says, you know, it's not, it's not arguments. It's not arguments that bring people into a relationship with God. It is not arguments that save. It is us sharing our lives, sharing our stories. It is us saying, I choose. I choose. I choose the way of this God, the Father Almighty. That is our baptism. I choose the way of Jesus Christ. That is what we say in confirmation. I choose the work of the Holy Spirit to God working, continuing to work in this world today through me. I choose it. I want to be part of the dance, the Trinity dance. (laughs) When Matt got married... He and his wife, Cynthia, had a dance 
at the reception, as often happens. And um, they were amazing. Oh, their first date had been at, at tango lessons. So that, that was their very first. And, and they loved to dance. And, and so that first dance, they, they were just amazing how they moved together. They've been moving together for years. And Cynthia danced with her father, and they had practiced, and it was beautiful. And the night before, Matt told me, told me that Cynthia was going to dance with her father, and that I was going to dance with him. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> because I don't dance. I can do kind of this thing, that thing. But I don't dance. And Matt said, trust me. Trust me. And we stepped out on the floor, and no one else could hear what he whispered in my ear. Right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, back, forward, right foot, left. Going to turn. Step after step, he whispered in my ear, and we moved together. And that is our baptism. That is our creed. Our story is one of a God who reveals himself as Father. Our story is of God who loves enough to come in the flesh. Our story is one of a Holy Spirit who continues to work in the world today. And every time we say the creed, we say our story, I trust in, I place my heart in the hands of this one, this story. Would you say the Apostles' Creed with me now? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen.